I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spurrier. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Your humble scribe, Romaran here, joined today by OG Chino Liao and Rowan and Emil A.S.H.'s. What up, guys? How's it going? Yo. What up? everybody all right so this is if you're listening to this right now this is the last episode of 2022 guys we made it it's been quite a year and again if you're listening to this right now wala tayong live stream because our friends from podcast network asia and us as well are taking the time to unwind relax and collect ourselves before we get started on the new year on 2023 and whatever horrors it might unleash on us all right so this episode is going to be special it's audio only. And of course, every year we do this, this is the year in review. So this is the 2022 Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Year and Award. So before we get to that, Shempre, plug plug muna tayo, let's do a little housekeeping. We're heading into 2023 with a few less options for streaming, but we will figure it out as we go along. The first event of the year, Shempre, is Wrestle Kingdom 17 happening, as always, on January 4. That is a Wednesday in 2023. And we'll be doing a small watch party for that, whether you are a casual or a hardcore New Japan Pro Wrestling fan. Welcome to Welcome Kayo. If you just want to keep up with what's happening, Shempre is the biggest event in the New Japan calendar. You can join it by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or around, you know, 270 something, 275. But, you know, get in on that. Exactly. 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 So get in on that before, before it gets worse again. So you get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, TV, sports, a whole bunch of good stuff, and where we hold the watch parties. You get access to our exclusive reviews, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, local events, 
MWF, FPW, whatever you have you. And also merch as well. We got free merch. We have face masks and we also do pasabais. Our pasabai from WWE Shop and Shop AW and Pro Wrestling Tees is coming in soon. So if you were a part of the podcast Patreon, you could have been a part of that as well. And you could be a part of that in the coming year. And yeah, again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars. All right, guys, let's get started. Let's get going. Para Nisayang Oras. Again, this is a collection of various year-end awards bestowed upon the best and sometimes the worst of this year. So let's start with the new kids. So we have our very first category. This is the Rookie of the Year. Oh, by the way, this is how it works. Each of us will give our own entries, our own winners. Because this is a democracy over here. It's kind of bad or it's kind of hard if we just restrict the entire winner to just one pick for the entire podcast. All right. So let's start with Rookie of the Year. Who wants to go first? Although, you know, I think the three of us at least have the same pick. Yeah, I'll co-op, I, I'll co-op that option as well. So yeah, go ahead. Ah, uh, okay. So we are in agreement of this pick. Yes, guys. Yes. 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 All right. All right. So okay. our collective rookie of the year, individual pick style. Our collective rookie of the year is none other than NXT's Roxanne Perez, the current NXT Women's Champion. What a year she's had. So okay. who wants to talk about Roxanne Perez and why she won Rookie of the Year? Uh, I'll go first. All right. Go ahead, Rowan. All right. So looking through her career highlight within this year. And damin yung na accomplish. So she was a Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. And then she later got signed to WWE. She won the NXT Breakout Tournament, the NXT Women's Tag, and then the Iron Survivor Challenge. And finally, the NXT Women's Title. She did all of those within the year 2022 at age 21, which is something that I can't even do. Ako, I, the wow. only thing I accomplished. Kopa yung point of comparison natin eh. So, rookies of the year. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll judge all future rookies of the year by how I mean, they do against Rowan. No, no, no. I mean, she did better than me. I mean, look. I, well, you are at your age. age. <laughs> you're yeah, saying at your at age. Your age. Yeah, 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 accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I expected that I was going to graduate again here in WWP. But what I did actually is from SHIT. And oh, you're talking about that. Okay. ASH. Sure. So that is the closest thing, I guess, that I accomplished this year. But Roxanne did better than me. All right. <laughs> So again, uh, Emil, you had something to say? Yeah, so, I mean, technically, Dinamasha rookie's a wrestling business. I mean, she already had uh, reps with Ring of Honor last year. And coming into NXT, she already has a reputation as one of the rising up-and-coming female wrestlers. And ang taas na expectations sa kanya coming into her first year in NXT. And I would compare it to, like, a number, a lottery picks in the NBA and doing really well in the rookie year. So that's how good this year was for Roxanne Perez from, you know, again, winning the breakout tournament to winning the tag team championships with Corey Jade to feuding with Corey Jade and making history as the first ever winner of this Iron Survivor match. And finally, to cap it all off, winning the NXT Women's Championship on the latest episode of NXT against Mandy Rose. So not too bad of a first year for uh, Roxanne Perez. 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Forgot to mention that how we qualify Rookie of the Year is if you are starting in a new place that has a bigger audience than where you were before. So technically, yes, Roxanne Perez isn't a technical rookie in the literal sense of the word, but uh, because she debuted in a new audience mm-hmm. in a bigger promotion, technically rookie shot. All right, Chino. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I agree with everything everybody else has said so far. I have... Always been a big supporter of Roxy ever since her days in ROH, one of the last or one of the only really female uh, women's ROH champions. So when she got the call up, I immediately knew that they were going to try and rocket step this girl with the women's division here because she's like a special talent, you know, a generational talent, as MJF might like to say. And I really believe that she has a long, long way to go, whether as NXT Women's Champion or when she inevitably gets called up to the main. Right, right. So uh, I agree with you guys' assessment of it. So you guys mentioned young championships. You guys mentioned your age. Yeah. I will say that a lot of the people in the performance center down in NXT, especially the women, not a knock on them because I'm sure they're all working very hard. But Shepard, a lot of them... You can tell that they are not as experienced yet. Hindi pa ganong kapulido yung galaw nila, yung pagka-fundamental sila. They're still kind of working through it. But Roxanne Perez isn't, to me, mind-blowing yet. But she is the most solid and the most experienced-looking wrestler, especially the new wrestler that they have there. So not even Cora Jade could be as solid as Roxanne Perez. But that's not a knock on Cora Jade either. So... They got a good wrestler on their hands. They got a good signee on their hands. Whoever evaluated Roxanne Perez and decided to get her for NXT, good idea, good snatch. All right, moving on. Let's go to the next award. The George Mikan Most Improved Wrestler of the Year. Just kidding, on the George Mikan part. So yeah, we have a bunch of different picks. Um, let's start with Emil. All right, so for my Most Improved Wrestler of the Year award, I am going to give it to Daniel Garcia uh, of AEW. And I know this is a wild card pick because even before this year, he has already proven himself to be an outstanding technical wrestler. But this year, Garcia has made some strides when it comes to his character work by aligning himself with the JAS during this year. And it really allowed his personality and his charisma to shine and improve in that department, thus making him a better all-around wrestler, in my opinion, a better performer, in my opinion. And we can expect Garcia to be one of the cornerstones of AEW someday. And 2022 was, I think, a huge stepping stone for him towards you know that goal. So yeah, I'm going with All right. All right. Uh, Chino, who is your most improved wrestler of the year? My most improved wrestler of the year goes out to Sami Zayn. Okay. Sami Zayn was somebody who was struggling in the mid-guard, was injured for quite a bit, and was really just simmering in relative obscurity until that honorary Ooze storyline. The man went from the bottom of the mid-guard to the main event in just the span of one year. If that is not most improved, I don't know what is. So that is easily my pick for most improved wrestler of the year. So yeah, gets gets. Rowan, who is your most improved wrestler? So my most improved wrestler of the year would be Austin Theory. I remember last year on our TikTok, someone asked us, how do you see Austin Theory becoming successful in the WWE? I said something like, he will be the new chosen one. 
Pero mas maganda, he would be better than the chosen one, Drew McIntyre. He won the US title, he won the MITB, he failed to cash in, pero eventually lumabas yung aggressive side niya. So, yun yung hindi ko ina-expect na part. I thought he will be the same Austin Theory na, oh, pa-selfie-selfie lang. Pero he exceeded my expectations, so I, I'm really surprised by that. Hindi niya masyado pinapakita yung attitude niya noon, and now that he's showing it, I believe that this version of Austin Theory will become the next world champion in 2023. All right. My most improved wrestler of the year is none other than the almighty Bobby Lashley. So I kind of took this one a little literally. I felt like his work definitely improved. And he's now at a point where people want to be supporting and cheering for Bobby Lashley. Because before, they were kind of eh on him. Like, it wasn't, you know... They weren't prepared to take that step yet. And then he won the WWE Championship. And then he started getting over as a babyface. And then they started booking him the right way as a babyface. And he started wrestling the right way as a babyface. So they accentuated his strengths. And now I think he is like the wrestler that he had the potential to become back when he debuted back in 2005, was it? Yeah. So congratulations, Bobby Lashley, for improving even at around 40 years old. Right. The next award, or what seems to be an award, is the opposite of the most improved wrestler of the year. We are awarding this to the person who had a backslide this year. So this is hashtag the struggle where the winner who gets this had a worse year in 2022 than they had in 2021. Right. Emil, let's start with you. Who is your struggle award winner? So honestly, the struggle, yung binigay ko to on a bunch of people. It's a collective <laughs> collective people getting this award. And it's the JAS and the Blackpool Combat Club, also including Eddie Kingston and possibly uh, Santana and Ortiz because uh, you could say that after, you know, this feud has been dragged so long, their stock kind of, you know, mumabay yung stock nila Honestly, this feud's origin can be traced back to early months of 2022 when Eddie Kingston and Jericho had a feud and then it evolved from there. And, you know, we are about to end this year and the feud has just finished, I think. <laughs> you know, and the wrestlers involved in this feud are some of the most talented people in the company. Because of how long this feud has been, for me, interest with some of them. Like they're they're facing the same people each and every week, each and every pay-per-view, and it made me lose stock on some of these people. Although individually they are great, you know. And you could argue It's the writing. The writing that's writing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you could argue this feud should have ended at blood and guts, but the fact that it went on for another five months speaks to the struggle of watching TK's booking this year and how he fell off considering how good these men and the product looked last year. So I'm going with All right, Rowan, who is your hashtag the struggle? So my struggle for this year would be Lazy Evans. So she kept, actually not kept repackaging she's getting repackaged twice right now so I have a problem with WWE using Lacey Evans because they don't know how okay. actually I don't even know how too pero like di nila alam if she's gonna be a baby face for good or she's gonna remain a heel I've been reviewing Smackdown for a year now and I remember being so confused na she's being repackaged as a baby face and then she's telling her sob stories and then like 
Shut up. You're being mean for the past. <laughs> I like you when you were the sassy Southern Belle and like doing all the heel tactics. And then, but ka nagpapaawa ngayon, but ka nagbabait-baitan. Like, I don't get that. She's not really likable. And I'm not getting worked up about her villainous character. It's just that ayoko lang talaga siya. I don't want her on my TV. So they need to write something na we would invest talaga sa kanya. Something like what they did to Roman. Remember, we booed him to death and we never liked him. Okay. So I guess there's gonna be something like that for Lacey someday. Okay. Sige, Chino, who is your hashtag the struggle? My struggle award, uh, ikaw na lang Rose, kasi feeling ko tayo yung makasunday. So yeah, okay, ikaw sige. na lang muna. Alright, sige. My hashtag the struggle is none other than Philip Jack CM Punk Brooks. Last year, when he arrived in, in AEW, we were all happy. Some of us were crying happy tears. We were also joyful that he made a miraculous return from his self-imposed exile from pro wrestling. Now, this year, we could not wait for him to go the F the fuck away. And that is a huge, huge fall. Although, some people will tell you that this is who CM Punk has been all along. I don't know how you waste all of that goodwill, right? And that's just the bad part of acting however you want to act and not giving a damn about whatever other people think. So I've always thought that was a weird way to live. But this is the fuck around and find out in action. So Punk is now almost persona non grata in wrestling. And that's a hard, hard fall. And I think... That's all you need to know about that. Because I'm sure many of you listening to this will have the same feelings. All right, Chino, let's move on to you. So my the hashtag, the struggle winner for this year goes out to one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who started yes. out the year as the boss and who's ending it as somebody who is no longer relevant in today's WWE. He's trying <laughs> to be. Nobody uh, wants him back. Nobody wants him back. And that is why he deserves that award because <laughs> even that storyline is just mwah, chef's kiss. But like nobody needs Vince back here, and things seem to be running well under the current administration's watch. Sana hayaan lang niya. Uh, all right, so again, as you mentioned, Tahisha's a next award. This is the oh my god moment of the year. I think that says it all. Oh my god, in both. Okay, great, and oh my god, what the hell is happening? Wait. So again, this is a collective pick, and this is pretty much what Chino said. The OMG moment of the year is none other than Vince McMahon's retirement and the subsequent takeover of the creative role by Triple H. So, siempre, OMG moment of the year because nobody thought that the year of our Lord 2022 was going to be the year that Vince McMahon finally relinquished his chokehold on pro wrestling on WWE and we didn't know that this would be the year where things could finally get better so rightfully deserved I think so what do you guys think I think what's even more shocking than that is how Triple H actually ended up on top after Vince left in charge like I also did not see that as a surprising yet wanted byproduct of Vince leaving. Right? People didn't really want to see Vince go out like that. However, because he did, and now he's trying to stir up a more of a storm, we have his son-in-law 
who people actually like come in, take over, and actually do a lot more, a lot better a job at running things creatively than his father-in-law ever did. Diba? Parang yung current success the Triple H on, yes, it is a testament to Vince McMahon in his golden years, but at the same time, Triple H right now is also bringing the current product into the current generation. And that is why people are actually coming back and watching wrestling again. That's right. That's right. I, Emil, what do you have to say about this? Okay, so this is a shock for me because I thought that the day that you know, WWE would change leadership from Vince would be after the day that Vince McMahon dies. Yes. And it would be a festive, like people are going to pay tribute to the man and all, all that. <laughs> I think festive is not the right word there. <laughs> no, like, I would so be much... festive, yes, but okay, I get you. You, you would be festive. Yes, we know how you feel, but I don't think he's, he meant festive. Festive yeah. is not yeah. the right It's like it's going to be, you know, it's gonna, a lot of people are going to pay tribute to Vince and all that. What we got instead is this tumultuous change of power. And I remember weeks before Vince actually retired, he doubled down. The allegations and all that. And people, there, there was this enormous pressure from people for Vince to, you know, to let go, to retire, or to make him accountable for all the shit he has done. And, you know, he doubled down, even appeared on numerous SmackDowns and Ross before his retirement. So, you know, like, it was a really a shocking moment when... WWE finally announced that there was going to be a change in leadership. If you ask me if I want this to, like, if there's another chance for 2022 to happen again, and if I want this to happen again, I would. Because of it, we got a change in leadership, and now we have Triple H taking over, and things are better now for the WWE. All right, Rowan, what do you got to say about Vince? So, you guys all pretty much said all the things needed to be said, but if you ask the Rowan from last year about this, would love that to happen, but I wouldn't believe you. Looking back from the scandals that were reported, parang, it's really shocking that it did happen. And when Vince's quote-unquote idiotic daughter and doofus son-in-law would run the company, I didn't expect that it would be actually for the better. So that's yung hashtag changes coming natin. And it really paid off. We're getting new superstars. We're getting the released superstars rehired and all of that. And I'm really happy that Vince retired. So thank you, Vince, for retiring. And please, what can I do? You got some bad intel. <laughs> Can't thank him. All right. Uh, next, before we head into break, that's a pretty straightforward wrestler to watch out for in 2023. Gina, let's start with you. My wrestler to watch out for in 2023 actually goes to our winner of the Rookie of the Year, and that is Roxanne Perez. Like all the reasons I mentioned at the top of this pod fall through for this category here. She easily has the highest up curve of all the talent that they signed for the WWE right now. They put the title on her at such a young age easily because they see something special in her and as a fan, I am instantly a believer in what she can do. So that is why I picked her as the wrestler to watch out for in 2023. 
All right. Rowan, Emil, and I have the same pick for wrestler to watch out for. And I will take the lead because I'm a huge fan of this guy. Our wrestler to watch out for in 2023 is none other than DDT and AEW's Konosuke Takeshita. Really great guy. So ever since the days of the great Muta and Jushin Thunder Liger, the West has always looked for a transcendental Japanese star that could go over well with Western American audiences. And since Muta, I think they haven't really found that next guy. Like they tried with Nakamura. They tried with guys like Kenzo Suzuki from 2004. They tried a lot of different Japanese wrestlers. And Segura Nakamura was like the closest to the person who can get over if Vince didn't ruin him. But I think AEW has the right idea in highlighting someone like Konosuke Takeshita. His style isn't your typical Japanese MMA-ish, Kings Road-ish, hard-hitting style that some people might not understand in the West. Konosuke Takeshita wrestles a very American style that is easily understandable, that has led to a lot of great matches with some of the biggest stars in AEW. So I think that if he ever agrees to being signed by a major American company, he could be that next big guy. He's got the look. He's got good looks. He's got the build. He's got amazing energy and stamina and athleticism. And I really think that Shayung it guy that could break out in the U.S. Emil, anything to add? You know, I know. Honestly, I was shocked to learn that he has been wrestling in Japan for years before he yep. came into AEW. He's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Yeah, he's not a rookie. So, yeah. But again, he was so good this year, and he, you know, a lot of people instantly became fans of him after seeing him uh, in AEW and big things. I'm expecting big things going to AEW for Takeshita. Maybe a TNT title reign is in line for him, or even a future shot at the AEW World championship he has the in-ring skills like that's why he's popular as well with the western audience and he has the charisma he has the popularity already and you know he has that it factor that can make him into a top guy uh, in aw someday or even somewhere else wherever he ends up right rowan anything to add to this yeah, well, I only saw a few of Takeshita's matches. Pero the first time I saw him, I'm already hooked because he really looks good. So the, his presence, the way he wrestles, sobrang galing. Seeing him makes me think that he is the love child of Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Kasi parang similar yung moves nila, as right, well as yung right. build ng katawan. So all I can say is, sana by 2023, he will be a TNT champion. All right. We got a lot more awards in store for you. We have like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Madame pa. This is a long awards show. So let's take a quick break and hear from our fellow podcasts over on Podcast Network Asia. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Back on your year-end awards, here's Ating Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Chino Liao, Ro Moran, and the ASH is joining us here today. No Stan C, unfortunately, although he would really, really love this next category dito sa ating year-end awards, and that is our theme song of the year. Siyempre, lahat ng wrestlers kailangan na ng theme song, although that silent walkout always catches everybody's attention. Sooner or later, they will drop a hot track to walk out to. So we all have our picks for theme song of the year. So let us start with our newest addition to the pod, Emil A.S.H., who is your theme song of the year winner? All right, so my theme song of the year goes out to Gunther slash Imperium. It's titled Prepare to Fight. Originally, this was a hard award for me to pick since there aren't really many great theme songs that was released in 2022. So I did my research and searched on Spotify for wrestling theme songs this year. And I found this one to be the best one. And I know this isn't the classic, like, their old theme song, which was, uh, I don't know the title it's of that Waller's one. Waller's Symphony. Yes, that, that one. But this one is just as good. Like, there's a big fight feel whenever Gunther would come out to this song. And it fits them. May final boss feel yung theme song. And with theme song, man, as long as it serves the gimmick or the person who is using it, that's all that matters to me. So theme song of the year is I'm giving it to Gunther. Sorry, correction for all my classical music fans out there. It's Dvorak Symphony Number no. Nine, Movement Four. That's the title. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, but I I do like this theme song. Although I have to say I'm a much bigger fan of his original song because that original song it reminds me of the Jaws theme song a lot. And when Gunther walks out, you know he's gonna eat the person alive in the middle of the ring. So. But I guess to each his own. Guys, kayo, may dadagdag ba kayo sa sinabi ni Emil? No, because I don't like it. Siyempre, <laughs> I also like Dvorak's original. Yeah. So I wish they would change it back. Pero I don't think they will because yeah. they want a theme that they can own themselves. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, may suggestion nga ako nakita on YouTube. No? Like, why not use the symphony, the Dvorak's, when they are Imperium and the... Uh, the prepare to fight team would only be used by Gunther. So maybe like Yeah, maybe they won't do that game. because the symphony is public domain. Okay. And they want the thing to be theirs. Right? So it's an argument as old as time. So unfortunately we're stuck with this one here. But hey, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Rowan, what is your pick? First off, I just want to say Dunsa Gunther theme. Parang ayoko yung bagong version because parang binaboy nila yung ano, symphony number nine, whatever. Thing. Yeah, I, uh, I I still prefer that Joss thing. I uh, I don't like this one. I hope ibago nila, pero I don't know. I don't see that being possible. Anyways, for my pick, I'm picking Solo Sikoa's new theme. Uh, I believe the title is Taking It All. Yeah, it is Taking It All. I like this particular theme song because bihira na lang yung mga ganitong theme song na maangas and ng match 
sa gimmick and presence ng wrestler. Also, there was a moment when this played on Spotify abang nagko-commit ako. I was walking home. Sobrang confident ng feeling ko. Parang sobrang well, ako yung office guy sa buong kalsada. That's what okay. I felt when right. listening to this song. So, right. it's one of those few songs that Def Rebel came up. And I think this new theme is better than Solo's old one. So, yeah. All right. All right, my pick, actually, I wanted to pick the Damage Control theme because I just like the rap. But I saw SmackDown last Friday, and the Bray Wyatt theme is actually pretty good. I mean, I heard it before, Shepard. It sounded like Lincoln Park. And it was just at that time, nung last Friday, na, na realized, oh, this is actually pretty good. And because it's not made by Def Rebel, it ended up sounding a lot better than your usual WWE theme. So I guess by virtue of being an outside band to make it, this one is better or one of the best. So that's my pick. Yeah, Code Orange, always a banger. Oh, my pick for the theme of the year actually goes out to Hook. And his theme song called The Chairman's Intent. Why? It has Action Bronson in it. And Action Bronson is the person I wish I could be right now. (laughs) That's just the only reason why he wins. He wins by default because he is Action Bronson. So those are our picks of the theme song of the year. Now let's move on to another. Actually, this is actually a brand new category for the themes uh, for the year-end awards here because 2022 was not only a great year for wrestling but also a great year for returning wrestlers. We all know about the many Black Fridays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Mondays, and what have you that the WWE did when they let go of all their talent. We also know of the many people that suddenly popped up on our screens, whether it was on a Dynamite or a WWE show. That is why we decided to add this brand new category for this year-end awards, which we will call the Return of the year. Now, the return of the year not only represents our favorite returning wrestler from the current generation of wrestlers, but even wrestlers from all the way back. Yung mga nag-one-time, big-time match lang. Kasama din siya dito sa return of the year. So, I guess the best way to start it off is with Rose Winner. So, Ro, who do you pick as the return of the year? All right. Set it up perfectly. So, I'm going to start with Soraya is my return of the year. Siyempre, we love those returns who come back from near career-ending or almost what we thought was career-ending injuries. And this is no different. Soraya had been fighting back to return from injury for a few years now. And the fact that she got what she wanted and that she gets to close out her wrestling career years and years from now on her own terms is always a good story. So this is the beginning for AEW and her run in AEW. Right. So my pick for this award is actually somebody who I grew up watching and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. The WrestleMania match he had with Kevin Owens was actually First of all, very, very surprising. Second of all, actually expected to be bad. Like everybody thought that, oh, he might be out of shape. He might not be able to go anymore. But it wasn't half bad. 
Stone Cold gave us a real legitimate match in the middle of the ring with somebody who is a true professional like Kevin Owens. And it was like I was in the 90s again, giving flipping people off, <laughs> throwing beers at people. <laughs> Ang saya. Saya lang nung time na yun. The 15 minutes we got with Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin was some of the best memories I've had of WrestleMania in recent history. And that is why I feel like he deserves a shout-out. So that is my return of the year. Let's move on to our ASHS here, starting with Rowan. Who is your return of the year? All right. My return of the year would be Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania 38. So okay. if you haven't watched my reaction vid sa TikTok, like eight months ago, it goes to show that I'm really happy for the return of Cody Rhodes. Why? Because I'm screaming on top of my lungs and natalanta yung parents ko. Okay. <laughs> so, looking back, I can't even imagine Cody showing up. Saka, he's being presented the way he was presented in AEW with the pyro and all, the Cody Vader. When the rumor circulated that Cody is WWE bound, I thought he will be the same old Cody Rose that we knew back then, yung dashing or undashing. No, it's actually the American Nightmare. So I'm really happy with Cody's return, and I'm glad that this happened. All right. Okay, okay so Emil, who is your return of the year? Yeah, before I answer that, I'm just going to oh, yeah. add something to Sinabini Chino. Like, the, the Stone Cold return, that's actually the first, I think me and Rowan can agree to this, that was the first match we ever saw as it happened, I was still called Steve Austin. I was too young when he retired in 03. So that was just, that was amazing to see, like as a wrestling fan, to see a Stone Cold match uh, in 2022. So yeah, my return of the year goes out to Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. And there's a specific reason as to why this is my return of the year. So when this happened, I tuned in to Raw. Then I fell asleep. Then I woke up to Rebel Heart. And I thought, I legit thought I was dreaming. <laughs> it was so out of nowhere. And it wasn't even announced or anything. There wasn't anything on the dirt sheets and on the rumor mail before that. So yeah, that's my return of the year. And after we saw him leave NXT last year, we were really clueless as to where he will end up. The consensus at the time was he was going to AEW, but time has passed and eight months later, we were still wondering what would happen to Johnny Gargano until the night he returned in Toronto, Canada, where he made his surprise return, shocking the fans who thought he was bound somewhere else. And you know, I'm a Johnny Gargano fan, so I'm really happy that he is in WWE once again. He would have been out of place if he had gone to AEW, so it's only a matter of time before we see Johnny Gargano in the main event scene again in WWE. So, Oh, there we go with our winners for Return of the Year. Now, let's actually move on to the awards that really matter. I mean, the other awards matter, but these are the awards. <laughs> these, those yeah. are important awards too. Okay, fine. The struggle <laughs> important award, right? But these awards right here, these are the awards that people remember. When you watch wrestling, these are the things you pinpoint. And let's start off with one of those awards with a promo of the year. So this is the memorable promo that stuck with you throughout the entire year of 2022. And let's start off with Rowan. All right. Who is your promo of the year winner? My promo of the year would be Cody Rhodes from Raw After Mania. So whenever there's going to be a PLE on the WWE Network, lagi itong pinapakita as an advertisement. Medyo tear-jerking siya if you rewatch it. 
he opened up about looking up to his father, Dusty being his hero. He always did that in AEW, pero never in WWE. So I'm surprised that he was given that freedom to talk like that. He also opened up the ambition of becoming a WWE champion and he wanted to bestow it to his dad. Well, at least back when Dusty was still alive. But since that dream died, he cannot physically bestow it to the American dream, but it can fit around the waist of the American nightmare. So yun lang yung WWE champion ambition promo na natuwa ko. Kasi ang daming WWE promos dyan na, oh, gusto ko maging WWE champion. So, pero when it comes to Cody's promo, it made us feel how much he wants the title and how much it means to him. So yeah, that's what my promo of the year would be. All right. So, Ro, ikaw naman, who is your pick for promo of the year? All right. Uh, my pick is a controversial pick. Uh, well, controversial for CM Punk. <laughs> but it is the Hangman Page promo in which she told CM Punk that he was saving the AEW locker room from him. <laughs> this is the May 25th episode of Dynamite just before Double or Nothing, I believe. And it was fun because we never knew that, you know, that was really the expose of CM Punk. So some people found out or some people turned on him by that point already. But we didn't know any better just yet. And then, you know, brawl out happened and all of that. The promo where CM Punk called Hangman out and then he didn't show up happened. But and then that started the downfall and i like hangman page as a promo guy he delivers really well especially when he feels the content or the words that he's trying to say so this is one of those times that talaga may hugot and pag may hugot talaga iba yung feeling niya iba yung dating niya so this is one of the better promos that hangman has put up this year and he's Put out quite a bit of good ones. So when it hits true, you know it's going to be a top-tier promo, and that's why I picked it. All right. Now, finally, dun sa award nyan under promo of the year, we actually have a joint pick here, Emil. So why don't you tell the people what it is? All right. So our promo of the year, me and Chino, is the MJF pipe bomb from Dynamite. I think that was June 2nd. So June basically, yeah, after Double or Nothing. So... There was no promo this year that was talked about more than the MJF pipe bomb. And it's also because of the events that leading to that promo, the interview that MJF did with Ariel Hilwani, the TK got mad, and then snowballed from there, from MJF almost boycotting Double or Nothing. And it all led up to this promo where TK just let MJF air his grievances and you know he aired all his grievances and he all he aired all his frustrations with not being paid enough and tk seemingly prioritizing the ex WWE wrestlers and he called out tk to fire him and he called him a mark <laughs> so <laughs> this is my promo of the year because it was so real like the commentators didn't even mention the promo afterwards like you know they're trying to sell this illusion that all of this is real and none of this is a work. But of course, it's a work shoot. But they did a good job in telling, in, you know, portraying to the audience that all of this was happening real and spontaneously. So, but fortunately for all of us, MJF and TK worked it out and he was able to return. And now he is the AEW world champion. But this is the promo was MJF's signature moment of the year. 
Yeah, MJF just showed in this promo that he has the ability to magnetize an audience, to attract people to a brand that is just starting out here. He showed people with this one promo that he can actually get eyes on the AEW product. And moving forward, we've seen nothing but fire promos, that promo he did against CM Punk all those multiple times. Gayon, when he came back, won the title, did another fire promo. Right? So I totally agree with him winning this because this was the very first stop in MJF's road to greatness. Those are our winners for promo of the year. All right, now moving on to another important category. With every great wrestler, champion, there are great managers. And for this, we have a separate award for that. These are our winners for manager of the year. So let us start with Emil, who's your manager of the year. All right, so my manager of the year is Billy Gunn. Okay. Daddy ass. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll do uh, the acclaimed uh, is probably the most overact in AEW as of this moment, and it's partly because of Daddy Ass Billy Gunn. The catchphrase is so over right now, and I know many managers out there who did a tremendous job in 2022, but I'm going with Billy Gunn because of the entertainment value he added to the acclaimed, and he was the missing ingredient for them to finally be over enough to the audience and. You know, push and for TK to push their claim to win the tag team championships. Plus, I really think him managing the acclaim is kind of like a passing of the torch from the New Age Outlaws to the, I think, the modern version of the New Age Outlaws with the acclaim. All right. So I guess because Roe and the Rowan have the same pick, I'm going to go next. My manager of the year goes out to Scarlett, the joke lang, Sienna. Manager of the Year actually goes out to Stokely Hathaway. I think Stokely Hathaway's move from the WWE to AEW is better for him because it allows him to be more of his unrestricted self. It allows him to be the spokesperson for a group of people, rather, who aren't really as captivating on the mic as they think they are. Ethan Page. <laughs> But everybody else on the forum is pretty mid on the mic. And it allows Stokely to be part of a faction again. Granted, the faction is relatively buried at this point. But it's the end of the year. So who knows? The firm might make a comeback, right? But as long as Stokely is there in the middle of the mic doing the talking for all of them, I have a strong feeling that So that is why my pick is Stokely. Hathaway, for manager of the year, Row and Rowan, who do you pick? All right. Actually, pretty slim pickings <laughs> this year. For once, Paul Heyman did not win. So Rowan and I will pick none other than the Lord himself, Lord William Regal. Shempre, a lot of the guys, or at least two of the guys in the Blackpool Combat Club, don't really need someone to talk for them, the, that being Moxley and Danielson. Pero Shempre, Regal was doing a lot of his managing from the commentary booth in which he would talk up his guys and be a valuable part of the AEW commentary and flirting with Excalibur in the process. His work was truly enjoyable. And as we already mentioned before, so podcast his departure from AEW is going to be a great loss for that company and i wish he didn't have to go because he was really doing such a great job but it is what it is and i enjoy the fact that he got to go back to being an active performer 
beyond from just being a general manager of a brand and actually, you know, helping a bunch of active talent be the best stars that they can be. Right. Rowan, Nikau, would you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Well, for the past few years, Regal hasn't really been on the ring or at ringside. Most of the time, he will be there for contract signing lang as the GM and also stay in his office. Pero when Regal went to AEW to become the manager of BCC, parang nakita ko dito yung pagka-father figure niya talaga and pagka-mentor. Although he did that at ECW with Ezekiel Jackson and Vladimir Koslov, parang ito yung mas maganda talaga kasi bata yung mga tinuturuan niya. Mas bata, rather. Kasi like Ezekiel Jackson and Koslov, parang they don't need mentors. Parang they can just beat everyone up agad. They can just do whatever they want. Pero... Here, he didn't counted by the way yung ano yung sa NXT days niya when he was mentoring Skip Sheffield since lalamang kwentang show yun and when it comes to the BCC parang oh, wow. <laughs> yeah I mean it's a game show NXT so yeah okay um, Rowan go ahead yeah so when it comes to BCC it's an amazing act and I really wish Regal lasted longer there pero sabi niya nga kung hindi na siya kailangan don sadly yeah we gotta accept that. All, All right. right, those are our winners for Manager of the Year. Now let's move on to our individual wrestler awards, which is ironic because our next award is Tag Team of the Year. Now this is our favorite Tag Team of the Year, and as an example, I'd like Ro and myself to start. Ro, who is your winner for Tag Team of the Year? Okay, this could have been a winner for most improved in of the year, but I think they deserve this as well. None other than the acclaimed for tag team of the year. Yes, there are other teams that had better years, especially uh, Emil's pick here. Pero the fact that they were able to turn themselves from a lower mid-card tag team act, you know, that's usually on dark, to one of the most over acts on AEW television and one of the most over tag teams in the division is a testament to how good they are at what they do. So they improved in the ring. They leaned into their excellent mic skills and their natural charisma. And it helped that they had a nice story with the guns and daddy ass. So I think their accomplishments have them deserving to be tag team of the year. And they made scissoring a thing. It's yes, a, precisely. It, it is this generation's crotch chop. Yes. Na lang may catchphrase and it'll be, <laughs> well, scissor be daddy is also pretty much a catchphrase. At That's this a catchphrase. Point. That's a catchphrase. So the acclaimed, I feel like the acclaimed represents the current sensibilities of this generation here. There are a bunch of young guys who can still act silly and lewd, but still pull it off diba? and use that double entrada to kick ass. So I like what they've been able to do to bring that sort of immaturity to the 21st century and still make people laugh and mean something by it. So that's why I also picked this tag team of the year. Now let's go to our ASHs here, starting with Emil, who's your tag team of the year. All right, so my tag team of the year is FTR. And they had a banner year in 2022. And for once, I never thought they would work as baby faces. But this year, they proved that they can go as uh, baby faces. And uh, they worked their ass off this year, working with all these different promotions and winning all these titles from the promotions that they worked on. They won the AAA Tag Team Championships, the IWGP Tag Team Championships, 
and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. And it is just a shame that they didn't win the AEW Tag Team titles in 2022, but it doesn't take away the fact that this has been the best year that they had ever since maybe 2016. So yeah, I'm going with the FTR as my Tag Team. All right, Rowan, you're going to man. So my pick is very oozy because my pick for Tag Team of the Year is the Usos. for Tag Team of the Year because whenever we would have predictions episode on the live stream, I would always vote against them. I really want them to lose the tag titles because they've been champs for too long. And my prediction would fail. They would prove me wrong. And that, that's why I liked it. That's why they Tag Team of the Year. Alright, so from Tag Team of the Year, let us now move on to our next award, which is Storyline of the Year. This is that one storyline or arc that you really, really loved in the year of our Lord 2022, starting, of course, with our first ASH, Emil. What is your storyline of the year? All right, so my storyline of the year, uh, this is a bit controversial uh, since one half of the storyline isn't in AEW anymore, but I'm going with MJF versus CM Punk as my storyline of the year. There isn't any feud this year that is as personal as MJF versus CM Punk. All the promos were fantastic. The exchanges between these two, I didn't feel uh, it was long and draggy since they really only faced each other in a singles match like twice or three times. And the story of how CM Punk inspired MJF as a kid, how it helped him go through his childhood, it was told tremendously, in my opinion. And that episode, that go-home episode before Revolution where MJF low-blowed CM Punk and then hanged him, and then CM Punk with that promo after that, it was just great. I just love this feud. And it's a shame that we never got a continuation that I think was supposed to happen after All Out because of you know what happened with CM Punk. But it doesn't take away to a great rivalry that they had. It possibly it is the best rivalry that AEW have, maybe with the exception of Hangman versus King. So there isn't a feud that matches the intensity and the animosity of this feud this year. So that's what I'm going with. All right. Uh, Rowan, you the man. So my storyline of the year would be Sami Zayn joining the bloodline as the honorary ooze. So ever since Sami turned heel from 2017, he has always been wacky, funny, and annoying. Pero... The only time he improved, as far as I can remember, is when he became a conspiracy theorist. Eventually, when he was feuding with Johnny Knoxville. And then right now, when he aligned himself with the bloodline. More on saling pusa lang siya, pero it's still funny as hell. Sobrang galing ni Sami that he was able to pick up or adapt the way the Uzos talk. And parang he would use their slang like, oh, yeet, my dog, whatever. And I really wish when the bloodline held all the belts during the time na North American champion pasi Solo Sikoa. I really wish Sammy held the 24-7 title para feel na feel natin yung comedy na ano, parang feel na feel ni Sammy na taga bloodline siya. Even if like it's a lesser tier title, pero you know, he'll make something out of nothing. Yeah, okay. Okay, that is actually my pick for storyline of the year because I really love Sami Zayn, the person and the wrestler, because Sami Zayn is easily one of the most charismatic people you can see inside the WWE ring. He's also one hell of a guy outside of it. And it's just beautiful to see his hard work pay off 
and to see that all the years he spent in NXT, all the years he spent on the injury list, all the years that he spent trying to fight with the likes of Johnny Knoxville actually paid off. And he's actually telling a great story in the main event of all places. He's actually part of the main event picture without being part of the title picture. It's like the titles don't even matter at this point, and in everybody's eyes are just on Sami Zayn. We are just after him, to waiting for him to turn on the rest of the bloodline or vice versa at this point. Ganon ka-captivating tong storyline na to. And that is why I picked this as well as my storyline of the year. But I know Ro also picks a different storyline of the year. So Ro, what is it? Yeah, all of those picks are valid. Yes, definitely. Actually, pretty good stuff. But my pick of the year for storyline is the entire formation and recruitment process of the Blackpool Combat Club. So I'm just a mark for those guys. Regal, Danielson, Moxley, Yuta, Casagnoli, all guys I support. I love the entire story of them getting together and the hard way of forming their little group which is now on the rocks or better you know as much as possible i don't know what the future holds for them but the way they went about it was really really good so that's why i picked them mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Yes, so those are our winners for Storylines of the Year. And now, finally, we have come down to our actual individual award winners. Starting, of course, with Female Wrestler of the Year, Rowan, who is your Female Wrestler of the Year? So my Female Wrestler of the Year would be Mandy Rose. Mandy's NXT run was unexpected to be the best main roster to NXT run ever. We've seen Ziggler's NXT title run this year, but it lasted only like, what, two, three months? But when it comes to Mandy, yun din yung expectation ko. I didn't expect na magiging 413-day title run yun. And then, babalik na siya sa main roster. Also, mga pa ako sa kanya when she defeated the legendary Meiko Satamura for the NXT UK women's title. Kaya, when few hours when her reign ended, I said that was the best career renaissance I've ever seen in WWE because her main roster run wasn't really the best. It sucks that she got fired over her exclusive content, pero kung malaki kita niya, then go for it. Right. Hey, Rowan putting over uh, Mandy Rose's fat. I haven't seen that, by the way. I haven't seen that, by the way. Okay, Okay, sure. Yeah, don't sound so defensive there, bro. <laughs> just a word it's of okay. advice. It's okay. Never, I mean, it's okay, Rowan. You know, meet him with your con- private photos. Yeah, no, we are okay. consenting like, adults here. Don't sound so defensive. It's okay. You're allowed to view <laughs> the content that she <laughs> deliberately put out. Exactly. There. Exactly, yeah, Rowan. Just, just for the record, I'm a good boy. All right. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Okay, okay Rowan. Sure. Okay, Rowan. So all you right, want a, you so, want an award for that? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's good boy of the year, Rowan. <laughs> oh hell yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> because Ro and Emil are sharing a pick here, I am going to go next. And my pick for female wrestler of the year is Liv Morgan. I feel like Liv deserves this award because the payoff of her winning the SmackDown Women's title was actually a long time coming. And when we got it, while the buzz wasn't as strong, I was still so happy for her that she won it. And I was so happy that she wasn't a transitional champion. She actually held on to the title and actually had a lot of feuds. They really built her up as the ultimate underdog here. And it's such a nice change in her character. A full 180 from her trying to be a sneakerhead days in NXT to right now. So ang ganda lang nung transition niya from the current Liv Morgan that we see right now. And that's why I feel like she's the female wrestler of the year. Ro and Emil, who are your winners? Who is your winner, Gavin? So okay, Emil, I'll let you take this because I'm sure we'll be saying the same things. Yeah, so female wrestler of the year goes out to Bianca Belair. And no one had a better year than uh, Bianca Belair. After that horrendous end to 2021 from Bianca, she really bounced back this year. She beat Becky Lynch in that incredible match at WrestleMania for the Women's Champion. And she has been the champion ever since. And she had great matches against the likes of Becky Lynch and Bayley throughout the year. And she has performed spectacularly every time she stepped foot in the ring. At this point, you know, she's already, I think, considered as a cornerstone in the women's division. And if last year was a breakout year, then 2022 was a signature year for Bianca Belair. So, and there's no stopping her in the future. Okay, before we go to Roe, Rowan has something to add to Liv Morgan. So go ahead, Rowan. So yeah, originally, I thought I pick ko, pero but I naman ako sa kanya. She had an incredible Wala journey. Wala fan time ganun, No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 not, not that. She had an incredible journey. Like, it all started from day one. She faced Becky yeah. Lynch. She failed. And then she went to the tag team division. Fast forward to now, parang she suddenly became extreme. And then right now, she's back in the tag team division. Parang hindi maganda yung booking sa kanya. Kaya parang hindi siya female wrestler of the year for me. Yeah, it went to Mandy. Right. Okay. So, Ro, ikaw naman. What do you have to add to no, Bianca Belair? I won't add much. I'm just going to say that Bianca is not only the best wrestler they have in the women's division, but she is also one of the best wrestlers they have on the roster, period. So if we were to award this to anyone from across both divisions, Bianca would be easily in the running. That's how good she is. And that's how I'll I'll credit Vince for this. Uh, It's good that he saw the potential in Bianca. Because I think in a rare miss, Triple H did not. That's why she didn't really get the chance to become NXT champion. So, Alright, so those are our winners for Female Wrestler of the Year. Now from the females, we go to the males. Starting off, course, with our Male Wrestler of the Year winner from Emil. Who is your Male Wrestler of the Year? My male wrestler of the year goes out to Will Ospreay. And I know this is a controversial pick. And I'm sure people will have someone different as their wrestler of the year. And their opinions are completely valid. All of the candidates this year had incredible years. But I'm going with Will Ospreay. 
And uh, he deserves so much praise this year for having the best year of his career thus far. When, you know, he created the United Empire and he's now a main event star in NJPW. This man consistently had five-star matches every single week, every single time he stepped foot in the ring. And his style is so much different now than what it is maybe even two years ago. So he's a much more better all-around wrestler. He's not really the, you know, yung high-flying lang like, you know, before, like maybe three years ago. So, you know, he also came into AEW and had really good matches, really great matches against the likes of the Elite. And he had that great match at Forbidden Door against Orange Cassidy. So whether it was tagging with Yossi Open or singles match, he really shined in AEW for the short amount of time that he was there. And uh, I know some people don't like Osprey and his style of wrestling, but there's no denying that he had the best year of his career in 2022. And I hope it will continue in 2023 and, hell, even make more AEW appearances down the line. All right. All right. So- Let's go to Rowan Rowan. Who is your male wrestler of the year? So again, Rowan, let's see you take this one. Okay, so John Moxley is the male wrestler of the year for us because the guy skipped his vacation and chose to carry AEW on his back. He was the same guy who carried the company during 2020 where there is a COVID-19 pandemic. And sa lahat ng world champions na nakita ko who compete in the ring, parang siya yung na define ni Fabio Makisig na he would be the wrestler who would take responsibility of carrying the belt by wrestling and defending it every time. Kasi there are some wrestlers who would just like treat it as a crown. Hey, I'm a champion. Pero they are not responsible enough to fulfill their duties. And one more thing. I want to give props to Mox for entering rehab. Kasi he was aware of his problems and kaya ko rin na mention to because there are some CM Punk apologists or mga punk lawans that are saying that Mox is unprofessional kaya siya nag-rehab. They are saying that as a counter because of Punk's unprofessional conduct sa media scrum. Which doesn't make sense. I mean, in the first place, Moxley is aware. Si CM Punk, meron siyang problems and he's not even going through therapy or something. So there it is. That's all I can say. All right, that's an interesting take on it. Definitely one that is valid as well. But to me, my reasoning is simpler. Ever since he got back from rehab uh, late last year, I believe this year, I'm not sure anymore. Time is a social construct. Three months from um, November. Ayun. So he definitely returned earlier this year. Now, Since coming back, he had never missed. He was always delivering good performances week in and week out to the point where Tony Khan ended up having to trust John Moxley with carrying the company again, as Rowan said. So without that, AEW would not be as hitting as it could be today, despite their many controversies. So John Moxley is a huge part of why they're successful, which is Interesting considering the company was built off the backs of the elite, but the elite are not the ones carrying it right now. So without John Moxley, no AEW like this, and that's why he is our male wrestler of the year. So from their male wrestler of the year, I shall go to my male wrestler of the year, who is the person that stripped the title from John Moxley, and that is MJF. I believe that MJF is the male wrestler of the year because he is 
easily a once in a lifetime talent in whatever company he appears in. He has the ability to make everything about him in the best possible way. And he's never had to struggle with trying to attract people or draw heat because the moment he hangs onto a mic, when he holds a mic and opens his mouth, that is when the heat comes. And he's able to captivate audiences so easily, a thing that cannot really be taught in terms of skill. Right? So for me, that is why MJF deserves to be male wrestler of the year because he's lived up to the hype up to this very point. And that is why I am giving him that award. So All finally, right. we have come down to our last award of the year-end awards. The big one, the pe- the one that people want to look out for, wait for, and that is match of the year. So we'll go through a list of match of the year winners, starting with myself. I am going to pick Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC title. That is from... I believe Extreme Rules. Dash at the Castle, yeah. Dash at the Castle. There we go. From this year. It's fairly recent. But I like this match because it was just an all-out sapakan. Just brutal, in-your-face, smash-mouth style wrestling. And, and I'm a big, big fan of that. And I'm a big, big fan of Sheamus. And I'm a big, big fan of Sheamus in the latter run of his career. So I am just very happy and easily picking this as the match of the U winner for me. Now, let's move down the list here, starting with Roe. Who is your match of the year winner? Okay. If you have been listening or reading my stuff for the past decade or so, you guys know that I hate match of the year awards at all. I hate naming one thing as the match of the year. So I begrudgingly pick one, and that is John Moxley versus Wheeler Utah from the April 8th episode of Rampage. So this is the episode where Utah is fighting for the BCC's respect, and then he ends up getting bloodied, and then he loses, but not after fighting a really good fight. So same as Chino, that's why I like it. It's the Japanese kind of sapakan that I, I like nowadays. And not just that, it also told a good story in that the struggle of Wheeler Yuta to be accepted by his senpais, if you will. His, his peers. Yeah, his senpais from the Blackpool Combat Club and the kind of wrestlers he wanted to be. So, great story. That's why I picked Blackpool Combat Club formation as my story of the year. It's because of matches and moments like this. So, a lot of your other picks are valid as well. Definitely worth the award. So, I want to hear what you guys have to pick. ASHS, go. All right, I'll go first. So my pick for match of the year would be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match 2022. I know that what Cody did here was dumb. Like, but I'm still amazed. I'm still fascinated that he was able to wrestle with that torn pectoral. Usually when someone would have that type of injury, they would be refrained from wrestling. Because worsen payan. And if this injury worsened, worsen pa yung injury ni Cody, I think he would require amputation. Na rin. I'm not a doctor, but I think that would be the case. 
So is that why you pick it as the match of the year? Tama? Yeah, because Cody went all out. Pun not intended. All right, Emil, your turn. <laughs> all right, so my match of the year goes out. It's a fairly recent pick. Uh, it's FTR versus the Briscoes. The double dog collar match from the Ring of Honor final battle just happened, uh, I think, a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Initially, I was going for a different match for this match of the year. But this happened. And uh, it was so good that they convinced me to change my pick this late into 2022. So, the Briscoes and FD ha- FTR had an ex- outstanding trilogy of matches this year under the Ring of Honor banner. Uh, the first two matches being a Supercard of Honor and Death Before Dishonor. And any one of those matches could have been match of the year. But this match, this third and final match of their series, takes the cake for me as the best match I've seen this year. Uh, the third one had a special stipulation to double dog collar matches. And usually I don't like dog collar or strap matches because I think it limits the movements of both wrestlers competing in them. But somehow I love this one. I haven't seen a violent match like this in any promotion this year, major promotion this year. Both teams brought their A game, and it's a perfect mix of the violent wrestling, the, the violent wrestling of the old territory days and the modern wrestling of today. There can be an argument made that there wasn't really any build-up to this match because the Briscoes wasn't really allowed to go on TV, but... That doesn't take away to how great this match is for me. So that's my match of the year. All right. And those are our winners for the year and the awards. Thank you, everybody, for always keeping us tuned in in the background or whether you listen to us on Spotify, whether you watch our weekly streams. Thank you so much for joining us throughout the year 2022. Rome, you want to say something? Yeah, uh, on behalf of Stan as well, on behalf of everyone here, uh, thank you so much for making us not only the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast, but also your top or if not the number one podcast in your rotation. So we really, really do appreciate it. We saw the stats from our Spotify wrapped and sobrang laking pasasalamat namin that you guys have chosen us to be a part of your wrestling talk diet. It is an honor and it has been a pleasure to serve you guys in that respect. I mean, because of our listeners, our little pod community has almost doubled with the addition of the ASHS. So I would also like to give a special shout out to the both of them. Uh, But on behalf of Stan C, Romaran, Emile ASH, Rowan ASH, My name is Chino Liao. This has been the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Signing out for the year 2022. Stay safe. Happy holidays. And goodbye. Happy New Year, guys. Peace. Happy New Year. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.